Hello and welcome. My name is John Michael Collins. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. The music you just heard is fun, upbeat, and kind of depicts me. It was provided by my friends Marino and Noah Correa, who are part of a company called Cinema Sonic. Head over to their website down in the description to find out how you could get quality audio and visual works for your next project. One of my recent major food staples has has been ice cream. Because this year is super, super difficult for all of us. Regardless of where you're at, it's difficult for you in some way. This year's almost over. It's almost Christmas. In some places, it's already snowing. I don't think it'll snow here in Georgia. But it could. You never know. I was really, really craving ice cream one day. I didn't want to get a whole bunch, but I wanted to get enough that I could have, like, a few bowls at home. But what do you know? When you buy ice cream at Costco, you have to buy more than you want. So, (laughs) it was a whole gallon. Now I've devoured half of it. It's basically a bowl of sugar. I'll take three or four Oreos and crush them up. And on top of that, I put two different types of sprinkles. The first type is like the the grainy. They're basically just grains of sugar that are colored. And then there's the other ones that are like the rod-looking ones that are like chalky that you could like squeeze one in between your fingers and it just like turns to mush. I love gaff tape. It's beautiful. It not only looks beautiful, but it's like it feels beautiful and it acts beautifully. If you don't know what gaff tape is, it's basically duct tape like the silver stuff but it's not as sticky. It'd be cool to do like a strength test between duct tape and gaff tape and like electric tape and super glue. I'm sure super glue would win. Speaking of super glue and things sticking, I hope that your attention span has stuck with me long enough to be able for me to transfer into this episode. Okay, I'm going to try to do this without my script because I've been doing this for long enough now. If you are just joining, this podcast is a personal and therapeutic tool that I call a vocal diary. It's a space for me, John Michael Collins, to process my thoughts, explore stories, and just share them with the world, with anybody who might be interested in listening. And currently, as it stands at this episode, India is in first place ahead of the United States, Nepal, Bangladesh, Norway, and the Philippines. So super humble thank you shout out to all of those countries for tuning in. And the rest of you countries, it would be nice to meet you officially via one directional conversation. Regardless, I love you all. I'm not doing this for any type of social gain or to be a better human. I'm ultimately doing this just to help me as an individual process my own thinking thoughts. My own thinking thoughts. Yes, we'll call them those. It's like in Blue's Clues, Steve had his thinking chair where he would think and think. But I have my thinking thoughts, which he had thinking thoughts too. A quick disclosure that going on tangents may or may not be involved. This show is conversationally true to how I speak. And episodes one and two talk mainly about who I am, where I come from, Wow. I hope by the end of the year I'm really, like, accustomed to drinking apple cider vinegar water. It's one of the hardest parts of the day to do that. So let's jump on in to my mind. 
To when I hold on to good friendships. 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 A friendship is when you meet another person and you have something in common and you both enjoy being around each other and you enjoy talking to each other. You might agree or disagree with that person, but you can still be friends. My dad says you only need six good friends in your life. That's six people to carry your casket when you die. Because honestly, like, I mean, that's true. It's a weird thought. Having more friends than that isn't bad. But it really says something about the quality of time you spend with certain people. So I do have a handful of really good friends that I would throw in those top six. If you're not in that list, it doesn't mean I don't love you. I love every single person that I know, even if they don't love me in that same way. That's okay. It's hard to swallow that thought, but that is the way it is. That's life, and life is too short to hold bitterness and grudges and, yeah, all that stuff. But this topic, my friend Simon and his family, I love them all dearly so, so much. They've done so much for me. Just the amount of food that I've eaten of theirs. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's really something. When someone lets you eat their food. Food is a necessity in life. Like food, water, shelter. And they gave me each of those. Which is sweet. There are other relationships of mine. They might be a little more distant. But the fact that those people have still remained in my life in some form. Our relationship has manifested itself. I'm recently liking that word, manifest, in more positively in some way or another. Sometimes I just say words to say them. I still know people from elementary school, middle school, high school, college. There are people sprinkled, haha, see how I tied that together? Sprinkled of all shapes and sizes and colors, and they're all the same sweetness. They all have the same sweetness to them. I'm grateful to each of them for putting up with me. Because when someone, when you tolerate someone, or when someone tolerates you, that's a big deal. That's a really, really big deal. I'd say Simon and his family have given me the most out of any friendship I've had. Now, I have other friends who I've known for less amount of time that, like, we've had conversations that are like, wow, this was, like, super, super good. And that's also a good friendship. It just manifests itself in a different way. There's really not a lot to talk about with this other than the people who are in your life who tolerate you, or if you have people in your life who you tolerate and you put up with, Like, hold those people close. Because even though, like, it may be very, very difficult to put up with them, it's quite possible that you're the only one who they have to talk to. And if you don't have anyone, try to change that. I will argue that you can change that. But it takes an effort. Everything takes effort, and I understand, because I've been there before, that it's hard to make that effort. (laughs) To when I used a weed whacker. I believe 2010 or 2011, 
2011 or 2012 or 2013 or 14, maybe even 15. Living on my uncle's farm, they would do a lot of lambs, landscaping, landscaping outside. It was really, really cool because there was this one point in time where they they remodeled their house and then they built this landscape outside. Okay, say you have a hill, like a little tiny hill or bump in the ground, and you want to outline it with rocks or bricks or whatever. That was basically a landscape. I drove a car over that landscape on accident. <laughs> this was in 2011. One morning before school, my uncle asked me to go start the green car, and it is a manual transmission, and it was in first gear, and so it drove right off the landscape. Fortunately, there was a lot of snow because I landed in the snow right next to the staircase. <laughs> so I didn't hit the staircase, but I hit the snowbank. I went inside. My uncle called me Hot Rod. He still does that sometimes. And then he got out the tractor and looped a chain around the car, underneath the car somewhere, pulled it right out. Easy peasy. Didn't break the car. For that same landscape, I spent a good amount of time trying to use a weed whacker. A weed whacker is like a machine. There's a motor attached to a stick, and at the bottom of the stick, there's like this spinny thing that you put this piece of string in. It's not just a piece of string. It's like a piece of wire, kind of, that it spins, or like a really, really thick piece of plastic, that as it spins, it actually cuts the grass. And over time, you have to replace that piece because it wears down. I guess some people call it a string trimmer. But it's a really frustrating thing to try to figure out how to use it. If you get the opportunity to use it, you should. Or if you don't, you should try to seek out an opportunity to use one. Or just go buy one. Plant some grass outside, buy a weed whacker, and then cut the grass with it. But if something's frustrating, don't give it up. Because you got it, yo. You got it. I'm pointing at you like, yeah, you got it. You got it, like, yeah. I'm cheering for you. I'm really cheering for myself because I'm, like, my own cheerleader. <laughs> and you are your own cheerleader. You just, like, try to cheer yourself up, you know? When you have the landscape and you have grass next to it, like, you can't get your lawnmower in there because it's really, really tight. It has the blade on the inside, but then it has the wheels. It would take a long time. And what would take less time? is if you had a weed whacker, because a weed whacker allows you to maneuver in those tight spaces, those, like, oblong spaces that a lawnmower can't get into, because you could just, like, go in there. It's like it's like a fine trimmer, like it, when you're getting a haircut. Yeah, go get a haircut, because <laughs> it's COVID, and everybody needs at least one haircut. <laughs> so now, to win, I serve me fellow humans. Me fellow humans are you. You listening, everybody I engage with every day, people like when I was a barista, the customers and my coworkers were me fellow humans. I say me instead of my because me is, it's a silly, quirky, quirky, genuinely quirky thing to say. <laughs> it's like product placement for my own podcast within the podcast. Actually, it's not quite my own podcast it's my and jesus podcast because it was actually his idea and i'm the performer so i'm grateful that he gave me this opportunity to talk about stuff this outlet to 
talk out loud about things I wouldn't normally write about in my journal. So if you go back throughout the course of the last episodes, this episode, I believe, is the 108th topic that I've talked about. It would take many, many journals. If I were to transcribe all of these episodes, which transcribe meaning have them all actually written out, it would be cool if I could do that because there are people who actually don't have the opportunity to listen. That's why that service is a thing. A service is because there are people in the world who whose hearing doesn't work, unfortunately. And those people are no lesser than you are. So they deserve everything that you have. They deserve to be able to listen to things. And I love them too. I should probably transcribe all these episodes. It's going to happen at some point. It will. Every day, we serve somebody somehow, in some way. If you don't interact with anyone, then you're still serving yourself. You gotta eat, you gotta drink, you gotta sleep, you gotta do what you gotta do. We are all servants. In my heart, the greatest servant of all is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Nazareth is a place in Israel where he was born a little over 2,000 years ago. I believe he's still alive. He also serves his fellow humans in a much, much, much greater way than I could ever do. Because what he offers, no matter how far away you think you are, is forgiveness. True, true forgiveness. That whatever bad thing that you have done in your life, he offers forgiveness of that thing. We were all created in the image of the Creator, Jehovah, Yahweh, but we disobeyed him, collectively we as in humanity, but he offers us the opportunity to repent. To repent from the wrong that we have done, not to subscribe to a cult or book of rules, but to subscribe and bow to the king of the universe because he is your creator and loves you more than anything. And there will be a day that he will return. And what people really, really, really don't want to hear is that he will judge all of humanity who has ever lived. Because heaven is a place where there is no evil, and there is evil in the world. Unless you love and accept him into your life, you're not welcome in heaven. And how do I know that this is the only way? In John 14, 6, Jesus explained, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes next to the Father except through union with me. To know me is to know my Father too. People will try to discredit that and say, that's just made up. But the reason I know that is true is because I actually have a relationship with him. A true, honest, <laughs> genuinely quirky relationship with him. As far away as I was, I knew that there was nothing else in life that would satisfy me, so I might as well try pursue a relationship with him. So I tried. I'm still discovering what that relationship means, and every day what it looks like, and I'm not perfect. Every day I still fall, I still struggle with certain things, but I try to follow in the footsteps of him. Because he, in John 3.17 which is the verse that comes after one of the most recognizable verses in Scripture. 
God did not send his Son into the world to judge and condemn the world, but to be its Savior and rescue it. Savior from what? Destruction. Eternal torment. So serving me, fellow humans, is hard, and I don't do it perfectly, and sometimes I mess up, and sometimes I offend people, which the sweet, sweet news of the gospel is that Jesus, he lived and he died, but he did so to prove that only he could defeat death, so that in following him and loving him and trusting him, you too could defeat death and rise with him and live in heaven forever. There are a lot of super awesome, cool things in this world, but to me, there's nothing that's better than that. Yahweh, Jehovah, Yeshua, Elohim, he knows me better than I do. I hope that that message would serve you, but if it hasn't and I've offended you, I'm sorry that you feel it offended you. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 10 and 11, the authority of the name of Jesus causes every knee to bow in reverence. Everything and everyone will one day submit to this name, in the heavenly realm, in the earthly realm, and in the demonic realm. And every tongue will proclaim in every language, Jesus Christ is Lord Yahweh, bringing glory and honor to God, his Father. With that message, if you decided, I would like to give this life to Jesus, I would like to pursue Jesus for the rest of my life, I invite you to pray this simple prayer with me. Or if you don't, want to, then you can fast forward. And if you really, really don't want to ever listen again because I might talk about these things, that's okay. So wherever you're at, if you need to listen to this later, if you need to pause, would you bow your head and say this prayer in your heart to the creator of the universe? Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the son of almighty God, the creator of this universe. I ask for you to come into my life right now. I give you everything. I surrender all my plans and I come to you open-handed. I believe that you are the Son of God, that you died and then you rose on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. I believe that you defeated death, and that in following you and loving you and trusting you, I too can have eternal life and be freed from the bondage and suffering of this world. Come now, Lord Jesus, into my heart and transform me from the inside out. I receive you now. Amen. If you prayed that simple prayer, I would encourage you to get plugged into a church, to find a Bible. If you have no idea where to go or who to look to or who to talk to, please go to my website and contact me through the contact page, johnmichaelcollins.com forward slash contact. If you know anybody who goes to a church, ask them if you could go with them. And if you don't believe, then I would invite you to consider, why not? What do you have to lose? Nothing? Or everything. I really, 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 really want to thank you from the deepest part of my heart for tuning in to this episode. If you liked it, please share it with your family and friends and to anybody and everyone you know. Also, if you don't mind, head over to my website, which is my creative portfolio, johnmichaelcollins.com. I'm going to take a sip of the liquid. Ugh. <laughs> I'm putting apple cider vinegar in my water, and it's a little, it's a little over the edge. Thanks for listening.